Hello, everyone. I am Brandon K. Hedgepeth, and I want to welcome you all here to the Tansen Talks show. I'm so excited to speak with you all here today. So this has just been such a great time being able to do this podcast, and I am so excited to get into today's episode. But without further ado, please um, give a warm welcome to my guest for today, Tracy Harmer. Thank you so much for being here today. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm so glad to have you. And so first of all, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I finished all of my work for the semester yesterday. It's great. Yeah, we're celebrating. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope that, you know, that you are definitely, you know, taking time for yourself now that, you know, the semester has been over and your first one of graduate school, full time anyway. Yes. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so before we go ahead and get started, are you able to take a moment to go ahead and introduce, um, introduce yourself and... Yeah, let us know, um, you know, who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, my name's Tracy. Um, me and Brandon are in the same graduate program, um, so I'm a grad student, which means I spend a lot of time reading. I spend a lot of time writing. Um, I have a cat who you might see in the background at some point. You know, you probably will. Um, I like to read in general. <laughs> Um, and then I have a, a minor in psych. I, I love talking about astronomy. I think maybe that's what we'll talk about today. I'm not sure. But yeah. Well, that is all great to hear. I definitely want to dive into like, so many different of your you know, different interests that you have. Because I mean, it's just so cool to, you know, to really hear everyone's interests and everything. And so... So yeah, so since you actually mentioned astronomy, so what actually brought you like into astronomy, especially given that yeah, it's just one of many things that you have you know, such a broad interest in? Yeah, uh, I've got an interest in just about everything. Um, I started taking astronomy when I was in high school because my astronomy teacher was just one of those teachers that was like, she's so weird that I have to take classes with her because it's so entertaining. Um, and then I loved astronomy. <laughs> and then I went into college, realized I needed to take science classes with labs. Um, and astronomy is one of the classes you can take in college. So I did. The labs were online, super easy. Um, but it's really, I like to think about how small we are as humans compared to like the vastness of space. <laughs> I mean, that is just so fascinating to, you know, to think about. And, and I mean, how cool was that though, that you're able to, you know, to do that and learn from it. And I completely understand what you're saying that like, you know, for the teacher, it's just like, you, you just have to, you just, you just have to do it. I mean, why would you not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, love her. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, it's it's interesting to you know to hear about that. And I believe you mentioned to me before we record that you know that during your college time that you also did a little bit of you know astronomy as well and with the sciences. Yeah, yeah. Um, I took a year of astronomy in college. Um, I took a semester of astronomy and then a semester of cosmology. 
which is um it's so hard to explain so we have like our cosmology is like when we look past the um our own solar system so when we look at other solar systems and other you know galaxies and like how things form how stars are made how stars die even yeah it was it's so cool (laughs) i bet that sounds cool and so so yeah so did you enjoy all these you know these classes that you took Oh, I loved the classes I took. Um, in high school, it was just really cool to learn about stars. And then we um, we would like, we had this, I think, month-long assignment where every single day we had to go and find the moon. And that was like the whole assignment was to draw the moon every day, just track what the moon looks like. And it was, honestly, it was really cool. I never realized how much the moon is out during the day until that moment. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff I don't know. Um, (laughs) And now I'm here. I watch so many YouTube videos about cosmology and like what's out there. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's so great that you're able to have just so many interests. I I mean, I know for myself, like I also am a little bit interested in anything and everything. And so like people are always, aren't you a communication student? Like, why do you have so many interests? Like I literally had done a program for earth system sciences, you know, for the past couple years. And like, I'm like the only like non-STEM major, like that's involved with it. Like everyone else is doing like, you know, physics or like, um, aerospace engineering, you know? And I think the only one outside of that really that I've seen was like, I think chemistry. So, I mean, yeah, for me as a communication student, it's like, it's like we can have interest too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, I have so many interests. I changed my major in college twice. So like change your major, do what you want. (laughs) Yeah. So what were your two, yeah, majors that you originally had for your undergraduate education. What was what ended up being the overall one that you ended up doing? Yeah, um, I started my undergrad as um, an actuary mathematics major, um, which calculates statistical prob- uh, probabilities of an event happening for like insurance or something. Um, I began my first semester taking Calc two realized it was a mistake like so fast (laughs) I got a month into the semester changed to be a theater major a technical theater major did that it was all cool fine and dandy and then um COVID hit and I ended up changing my major to calm I think later my like the first semester of my sophomore year um because communications was online and I didn't want to pay rent so I moved back in with my parents and yeah I stuck with communications now I'm getting a grad degree in it crazy (laughs) so how was that for you you know going from well more so I guess the transition into you know studying theater but being in an in-person environment to you know during the time of the COVID-19 pandemic to be back home 
which you're not even, you know, from the, yeah, from this area to go back home and to, you know, more or less switch up your degree plans, but, you know, and, you know, sort sort of like pivot a little bit as to what, what you're trying to do, what your overall game plan is. Yeah. Um, the only way I can describe it was like having whiplash. Um, so when COVID happened, we went on spring break. We got the fun two week extended. I was like, cool. Everything's fine. My friends are letting me stay with them while my dorm is closed. Everything's great. And then I got like 48 hours notice to move out of my dorm. And then I helped my brother and sister-in-law move into their apartment. And then the next day I began the 26 hour trek home in my car. It was horrendous. Um, yeah, no, I made like almost, <laughs> it felt like an entire 180 life pivot, like in the middle of a school year, which was weird because I had just done that basically after graduating high school. Uh, but it was kind of nice because I was, not to say that I think I would have regretted getting a degree in theater, but I think I would have regretted it. So I'm I'm very happy it, it turned out that way. Uh, you know, COVID wasn't fun, but like, ended up with a degree I like, so. <laughs> I mean, at least, the, like you said, you end up with the degree that you like. You got the outcome. So, I mean, that's a good at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I even got to, um, yeah, I minored in psych too, which was like a last minute add-on for funsies. Um, but yeah, college is, college is weird. I love college, though. It's great. Well, that is good to hear, and yeah, I'm glad that you enjoy considering that you know you decided to continue with your masters, and so that that'd be a little awkward if you if you didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no, I would be spending a lot of money for no reason, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, and so, I actually want to before I go forward, I did want to go back a little, and so, and so, you mentioned, of course, that you know you had originally. Well, I guess for your second time, you would plan to, you know, major in theater. And so what were some of your experiences like with theater prior to, you know, choosing it as, as a major? What what really made you want to go, okay, this is exactly what I want to do before you change to communication? Uh, I did theater in high school um, for like three years, I think. Um, I started as an actor and then I went into like stage managing and doing the technical side of things because that is so much more fun, so much more stressful. Um, so yeah. Theater is really stressful for me. And that's why I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't choose that in the long run. Um, but I got to college and I was like, yeah, I hate math. And then I joined the technical theater association, which I don't think exists at ODU anymore. Um, found a bunch of theater people and I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are such good friends. And then I changed to theater and I was like, okay, like if other people are pursuing this as a career, then I definitely can like, like people make a living off this. I was like, okay, I can make a living in the arts. Um, and then I just kept getting more and more stressed and I just like stopped having fun at some point. Like I did, um, because of COVID, we ended up doing a show online on Zoom, which is as cringy as it sounds. 
Um, but it was just like, after it was over, I wasn't even happy or like sad that it was done. I was like happy. I was like, Oh, thank God. And I was like, okay, well, if that's how I'm feeling, like if I am no longer happy, like, or like sad that a show is closing and like, I'm going to miss being with these people and doing this. I was like happy. I was like, Oh, thank God it's over. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Maybe, maybe this isn't where I want to go. So yeah, like time to reevaluate. Let's let's go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of hit me when I was like, man, I'm so happy this is over. I was like, it's time to, it's time to reassess what I think I want to (laughs) do. Yeah, so how'd you end up with communication, you know, when you were pivoting out of theater? Um, so I knew I kind of wanted to stay in the arts and humanities because then I would actually be able to like graduate on time. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, but my my dad is a oh, what is he? I think he's a he did professional com. Um, so I was like uh, why not? I'll, I'll take a shot in communications. Like it's probably close enough to like theater and like things that I'm interested in that I might as well. And then it, you know, ended up being something where I was like, Oh my gosh, I think about communication a whole hell of a lot more than I thought I did. Um, yeah. Well, that is so interesting to hear. And I know it's, it's just such a vast field, but one that you can really insert in almost any, you know, any industry. Yeah, that was one of the things that really drew me to it is uh, when I changed my major, I was talking with my academic advisor and she was like, yeah, like there's practically a field you can't go into. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. And I will take it. (laughs) Well, good thing that you did. And so at least you were able to do that and graduate on time. I graduated early. Three and a half years. Woo woo. <laughs> that is still extraordinary. I mean, so how do you how does it feel that you were at first like sort of stressing a little bit as to trying to find a new major that would still allow you to graduate on time and then managed to end up graduating early? Like how was that for you? When I realized I would one be able to graduate early, um, and then like two that like this I was like holy shit how did everything it was like everything just like so beautifully fell into place in my life which like rarely happens but it was like a beautiful puzzle piece of like all of these pieces perfectly fell in line with each other including a very very kind professor who (laughs) let me into one of his full classes because it was a gen ed and I was like please 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 I'm trying to graduate early let me in and he did (laughs) Well, that's great that he did, because, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I mean, you would have been, you know, been there for a little bit longer than. Yeah, I probably would have ended up here maybe two more semesters. So I would have done like four and a half years. Um, And I have no idea how I got so hard in the dog, Um, how I got so lucky. (laughs) that everything happened to just like fall right into place. But it was amazing. Well, I'm so glad that it worked out, you know, for you like that. And so 
Overall, with your communications degree, did you have any sort of concentration or focus area since communication is just such a broad field? Yeah. Um, in my undergrad, I um, I was a Bachelor of Science major, so or I got a Bachelor's of Science. So I mainly focused on uh, quantitative data, which is like the math stuff. So my math degree or the work towards my math degree did actually end up helping me graduate on time somehow. Um, my undergrad, what did I focus on? My undergrad, I did a lot of group communication, um, a lot of um, organizational communication, which is like something I've completely moved past. Now in like my grad degree, uh, I'm more on interpersonal communication. Uh, I love a critical point of view. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so say so that's really, you know, interesting to hear. And so and so I guess now having, you know, finished um, you know, your undergraduate degree and now in your graduate studies, which which you know, first of all, congratulations on, you know, finishing your undergrad early and now finishing your first semester of full time, yeah, graduate school. Both those amazing. Yeah. Th- you as well, Brandon. I know you did the same thing, Thank so you. you know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. But, but, you know, just like me, you were also, you know, a linked program student too. Yes. Yeah. I was, um, one of the only, I was the linked student, I think in the calendar year of like 2021 or 20. Yeah. I think 2021, I was the only linked student in our program. How was that for you? It was interesting. Um, uh, it was really scary. Like the first grad class I took, I had no idea what to expect. Um, uh, the dog is being mean anyways. Um, yeah, I had absolutely no idea what to expect. Um, but going into it, everyone was so nice. And, uh, the professor I had gave me a lot of validation. He was like, if I didn't know that you were a link student, like there is no difference in the quality of work. And that's when I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I can get a master's. (laughs) Well, that is so great. And so for your classes that you did, did you do two classes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So were those both synchronous or asynchronous or mixture? Um, the first one I took was in asynchronous summer course. It was interpersonal communication theory and research. I wrote a 15-page paper about me and my childhood best friend. Um, and then the second one I took was, uh, you'll probably end up taking it in the fall, uh, 602, digital communication theory and research. Um, and that one was online synchronous. So I got to like actually meet and interact with my classmates, which was cool because I like most of them are still here. So I'm like, hey guys, no one left. Oh, that is so great that you were able you know, to do, do those two. And, and that summer class sounds really fun. Was that enjoyable? It was enjoyable. But it was a summer class, so like the six week accelerated pace was uh that was brutal that was uh yeah, we did i think we did it was a writing intensive, so we did 
two focus short writings every week. So that was about four pages every week. And then on top of like a 15 page paper at the end was, uh, it was a lot, but we did it. It was the only class I took that summer. So it was manageable. Well, at least, you know, at least it was manageable. And I mean, at the very least after the six weeks, it's done. Yes. That is what I love about summer classes. I wish I had started taking summer classes way, way in the beginning of my undergrad, because there's a class that's going to make you miserable. You might as well take it in six weeks. That is quite true. Yeah, I took for both both of my linked program classes. I did both of mine asynchronous and the yeah, and both of them in 2022 and then yeah, now in the you know, the first semester, well, just finished the first semester of full-time graduate school. I mean, certainly was an interesting experience. And so how was it for, you know, for you? Um, it was a roller coaster. Uh it was somehow like the longest and the shortest semester I've ever had. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the the pace at there were like a couple weeks in the middle of the semester where the pace was just brutal. But other than that, I was like, okay, like I'm keeping my head above water. Like everything's going fine. There were just you know like two weeks or something, or all three of my classes had big assignments due. And I was like, uh, why? <laughs> but hey, but you got through it though. Exactly. I did get through it. Um, and I was a, I was a TA for an intro to human communications class. And that was super easy. Um, but it was nice to just like get to interact with people on a campus. I was like, whoa, I haven't done this in forever. <laughs> Well, that is so great to hear. And actually, since yeah, since you mentioned campus, so so since you mentioned that, I know with the COVID nineteen pandemic that you yeah that you went back home and and so at what point did you return back to the Norfolk Virginia area? Um, I moved back here the week of Thanksgiving, twenty twenty two. So I moved back just before I graduated with my undergrad, and then I had like Christmas break to settle in before before the spring semester. So how was it for you going from, I guess, a campus student to an online student all the way on the other side of the, um, yeah, the U.S. to coming back here for, yeah, I guess, the last few weeks of undergrad and now for your graduate school. Yeah. When I left campus, I was like really sad about it. I loved being on campus. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but I went home, moved in with my parents, Colorado, and I started working. Um, and then I decided I'm like, I'm a hundred percent going to graduate early. And I just put in like so much work into trying to get out of my parents' house for the second time. I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, but, you know, Colorado is beautiful. So I'm like, uh, I, you know, it, it, I love Colorado. Um, but moving back here, it's been so surreal because I like still know how to drive like to Target, to Walmart. I already know where I am. 
Um, it's been kind of weird, like coming back practically just like four years later, almost as an entirely different person and just like getting to experience everything again has been surreal. Well, that's so interesting to hear. And so, and so for the yeah viewers who are watching and listening, so, so what actually brought you from Colorado to, you know, to Virginia to, you know, to do your studies? Yeah, this is kind of funny. Um, when I was applying to colleges, I had no idea where I wanted to go. So I applied to two colleges, count them, two. One was ODU. The other was um, CSU, so Colorado State University, which is a 40-minute drive from my hometown. And my dad really, really wanted me to go there. I really, really didn't want to go there. So I um, I got accepted to both. I purposefully... <laughs> Now, hang on. I purposefully botched an honors application to, <laughs> to Colorado State University because I knew if I got into the honors program, my dad would want me to stay there and do the honors program. But I did not want to stay anywhere in Colorado. I was like, you know, both my siblings are out in Norfolk. Like my brothers were stationed out here at the time. One of them has a house. And I was like, no, I'm I'm going across the country. Like I'm an adult. I can do what I want. <laughs> well, well, that's some that's some devotion for you. Definitely, definitely. Um, to like, because there were quite a few kids who I went to high school with who were like, I'm going to college out of state, and then ended up like going to our local college. But I was like, I'm going to out of college out of state, and I'm staying there. And then COVID happened, so. <laughs> it, it decided to tell you that not yet you will but not yet <laughs> yeah i was like mm, try again in a couple years <laughs> well hopefully you know you know hopefully like you know try not to jinx myself but hopefully you, you'll be able to stay here you know for as long as you're able to and you know and enjoy the time that you're here and so i guess for you coming all the way over here was there much that you you know, that you knew about the area and how was the learning experience, like being able to explore the Hampton Roads area? Um, I knew a little bit about the area because my siblings lived here, but I only visited once before I moved out here. Um, so when I came out here, it was it, like East Coast culture is completely different to like the West culture that I'm used to. And specifically Colorado, Colorado has definitely its own like nature culture thing that I grew up in so coming out here was different because I'm like oh like you guys don't hike all the time like that was what people did just like for fun um so that was a little interesting um coming out here and realizing the Mexican food is awful that was hard that is hard every day of my life I love Mexican food um but yeah I, it took me a little bit to adjust, I think, to like living in East Coast culture, as I like to call it. But it, it isn't too bad. I still, every once in a while, will catch myself being like, man, that person really has an accent. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm just not from here. <laughs> I have the accent here. That is that's so interesting that, you know, I mean, that you perceive that and... 
yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to to hear because, like, for someone who's lived like in Hampton Roads my whole life, it's like it's like I don't I don't perceive anything as any you know as any like difference actually like accent person, but I've read online it's like oh yeah, well, people in the Tidewater area have like a very distinctive way of speaking. It's like really. Yeah, yeah, you. you guys do. I had to learn how to say Norfolk instead of saying Norfolk, because that's how I would say it in Colorado, was Norfolk. But I had to learn that it's Norfolk. Um, and I get called out for saying pop all the time, all the time. I know you guys call it soda out here. I do not care. <laughs> that is so, like, I mean, interesting to hear. And as someone who really enjoys I'm trying to think yeah for me as someone who really enjoys learning about you know culture and human geography and everything it's been a little bit since I've done like some of the research but I really do like yeah enjoy that aspect so it's so interesting to you know, to hear your perspective on that yeah because well I think the thing is like the culture's it, we're definitely in the U.S., so it's definitely the same base culture, but it's like just a little different that I don't I don't really know if I noticed those differences when I was an undergrad. But coming out here, you know, like with a communications degree, did I like fully be like, oh, huh? Like I was like, all these things were clicking in my head. I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, like that's probably just like a cultural thing here. Yeah, that is so interesting. And and so now, of course, in your graduate studies, you mentioned that you're focusing now on like more critical thinking and interpersonal communication. And so and so I guess are you able to tell us a little bit about your, you know, sort of your focus areas and what you've been studying and researching? Yeah, yeah. This last semester, um, a lot of my research uh, was around like LGBT communication. Um, I did a multimodal critical discourse analysis for all of the comm nerds out there. Um, I did that on Heartstopper. That was quite fun. Um, I also studied, uh, I did like CODA communication um, because my mom is deaf. So I'm a CODA child of a deaf adult. Um, so I was looking into that and like language brokering. Um, so like coincidentally, a lot of my studies this semester have lined up with linguistics somehow um and like what w words we use and like how power is associated with words in our society but yeah well i would say yeah that's so interesting to i mean to hear about all of your studies and yeah of course being in your classes i i knew some of that but you know but nevertheless though um i'm glad that you're able to you know to share a little bit of that with yeah, those watching and listening. And so and so for you being a yeah, a coda, so so I would say how would you think that helped shape some of your communication knowledge? Because I mean, it really plays like right in there with with some of the stuff that you're studying. Yeah, this was one of the things I noticed very quickly after I became a comm major was that I had always been really cognizant of communication and what was happening around me um so I acted as the language broker uh Brandon knows what that means I think 
um, which means I interpreted for my mom mainly. I was like the interpreter of the house. Um, so I'd always been really cognizant to what was going on around me, um, like who was talking, what kind of conversations, what's the background noise going on here, um, ordering meals, you know, uh, <laughs> got used to that as a really young kid. Um, it's been really interesting, though. I didn't realize um, until I was a comm major, like just how much I had been focusing on communication my entire life like until I was in common, I was like, no, hang on a second. I have been doing all of this. Um, so that was really cool to be like, oh, like my entire life worth of experiences now just like has words tied to it, which is cool. That is kind of cool. And it seems like thus far that, especially for your graduate, you know, your graduate studies that that it's almost like pulling different pieces of your life and just like throwing it all together and just like here. Yeah. You're studying about yourself in a sense. I am studying about myself in a sense. Uh, I feel like that was part of the reason why I picked up a psych minor is I was like, okay, I know a lot about communication, how I communicate, but now I want to know how my brain works and why those things happen. So that was really cool. Um, I totally forgot like the second half of your question, to be honest, <laughs> to be fully honest. Yeah. I was just saying that I think if, I think if I remember what I was saying, it was something along the lines of just that, like you're really like studying about yourself and learning more about your different interests and in sort of, you know, who you are. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's really cool to like learn about your own experiences. Um, and, like, I know that my experiences uh, reflect a lot of other people's experiences, especially, like, when we look towards, like, the minority groups I might be involved in. Like, uh, you know, a lot of research is biased or old or just looks at college students and, like, kind of ignores everyone else. So I, like, like my perspective on research is, like, oh, we can't do that anymore. We should be researching more niche things um yeah yeah and then it just like happens to be inspired by me because I know what's going on with me but <laughs> but that's so interesting though that you're able to you know to use your studies use your experience to you know to learn and so out of curiosity how much of this was just pure coincidence of it winding up and how much of it was just you wanting to explore more about your um, I would say I wrote one paper that the language brokering paper, um, that one specifically, uh, that one was more of a self-interest. Like I started kind of knowing that like, I wanted to learn more about this topic and that I could do that with this paper I was writing. Um, but the, the heart stopper paper, and then, um, I wrote a paper about communication apprehension in the queer community. Um, those were things that just kind of fell into my lap. Like I mentioned loving heart stopper to Kate. And then she was like, why don't you just do that for this class? And now I'm doing it for my thesis. Um, and then for the apprehension paper, like I was just kind of looking into coming out experiences cause I just watched heart stopper. Um, so I was like, I kind of want to do something with like coming out and whatever. And 
Soha recommended to me that I like look in a couple of areas and it just like fell right into my lap. So I would say a little bit of it is self-serving, but a lot of it just happens to like also apply to me. That is so interesting though. And are you able to tell us a little bit about your Heartstopper paper? Cause I know that was the one that you were just so passionate in. Yes. I would love to talk about my Heartstopper paper. Um, so I was looking at subversions of heteronormativity in Heartstopper. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to take, uh, and the method I chose specifically, um, the multimodal critical discourse analysis is like going through something with like a magnifying glass and a fine tooth comb and picking just a couple scenes where you're only analyzing a couple words but those, you know, our words do hold a lot of power, which was, I feel like something I've definitely become more aware of <laughs> as a grad student is like, okay, I really need to be cognizant of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And yeah, especially when like, we would give lectures in class or like present in class, I'd have to be like, okay, like, your words matter, choose your words wisely. Um, but yeah, I love working on Heartstopper, um, that show just like is hit so close to home. It's so utterly sweet. And, uh, me and my best friend from childhood, we have bonded over the show. We've cried over the show. Um, I cried. <laughs> if you've seen the show, um, and you're in the queer community, you might have a similar experience. I cried in a Target parking lot after watching it. Um, it was really good. Yeah. But it, it's really nice to be able to go through like uh, a media that I love so much. And that I feel like does a lot of good work with a fine tooth comb and to be like, okay, like these are words that are problematic and here's how we're not doing it. Or like, here's how maybe we should have more stuff like this. Um, it's just been really interesting. And now it's becoming my thesis, which is insane, but I'm so excited. <laughs> That is so great. And and actually, I didn't know that this was becoming your thesis. That's kind of cool. Yes. Um, I met with Kate because I was looking for a thesis advisor. And I was like, I'm absolutely loving the work I'm doing with heteronormativity right now. And she was like, well, why don't you just do all of Heartstopper? Like, you know, for me, turn in like episodes one and two. And then for your thesis, like do all of season one. And I was like, that's an option? Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned that you can do your thesis on whatever you want. <laughs> wow, that is great. And and I guess for for those watching or listening who aren't familiar with the show Heartstopper, are you able to tell us a little bit yeah, about the show? Yeah, yeah. We'll start with Dr. Kate. Um, Dr. Kate Mattingly is one of the professors Brandon and I have at ODU. She does our critical methods class. Um, love her so much. <laughs> we love her so much. Uh, she's advising my thesis. So, um, but Heartstopper, her, okay. Heartstopper began as a graphic novel, which began as an online webtoon webcomic. Um, but it is a Netflix show it has one season right now with eight episodes and it follows the story of charlie a um 
gay male who has been outed and bullied at his all boys school and um Nick who's like a rugby boy and like very laddish and like how they eventually come together and it's a little bit of a coming of age story it's a little bit of like well it's like really uh how do you describe it it's a romance isn't it I would say it's a kind of a romance um yeah it's just yeah it's like a little love story um there are a couple other love stories in there too but it's just it is so sweet and it's on netflix you should watch it season two comes out august 3rd (laughs) well i will definitely be sure to watch it because i know for one of our yeah assignments that you had us watch yeah the first episode on our own and the second episode in class and it was just really cool to watch it and i caught up on yeah the rest of the the series luckily it wasn't um yeah too long of a series but how was it for you being able to sort of direct the class and being able to like i guess be a part of your interest because i think that's just so cool especially as someone who studied media studies in undergrad like that, that that's just like amazing to me I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I had so much fun just like talking about a silly little show I love <laughs> with like a bunch of, you know, we're uh, uh, our cohort of graduate students. We have a bunch of like a variety of interests, but it was really cool that so many people were able to relate like their research and like their personal lives a little bit to the show it was really cool. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, this isn't just self-fan service. Like, you know, everyone in the class is actually getting benefit from it, too. Um, yeah, but I love I love leading a class. I think it's fun. I like to play teacher. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, so what are your plans for after you finish with your, you know, with your graduate studies? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I'm likely going to take a little break. Um, I might be a professor somewhere for a year or two. Um, Yeah, I do want to go for a PhD eventually, but I do think um, that I'll need some time before I, uh, before my brain's ready (laughs) to commit to a PhD. Um, So I'll probably go in be like an adjunct professor somewhere for a couple of years, which wouldn't be too bad. Well, that sounds you know, pretty cool. And so then you get to be, you know, Professor Harmer. That that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I gave a, when I was a TA, I gave a lecture to my class and I was like, this is actually kind of fun. I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, I feel like I'm having too much fun. Um, so. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. Public speaking does not scare me. Well, that is really cool. And definitely, you know, even that, you know, what what I like about podcasting is that even though we're theoretically speaking to the public, that's also, it's more interpersonal communication in the sense that we're just here chatting and then just everyone watching and listening, I guess, can just tune into the conversation and feels like, you know, it's sort of your own. Exactly. You know, I love podcasts because it's like listening into a little conversation that I don't have to add anything to. I just get to be there and have fun. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, it's just such a cool experience and yeah, like, and I've, I've so enjoyed, I've said this time and time again, like every single person who's come up here and you are the 101st. So I mean, Yay! yeah. <laughs> who's your hundredth? Was it Maddie? <laughs> My 100th one was, I don't remember. So as of the time of releasing this, I am not sure like which order it would have released in, but it would be um, Elisa Kreider, who was the um, who is currently the president of PRSA Hampton Roads, and so so yeah, right. um, I so I actually have a account of all of the podcast guests I have, but I hadn't looked at it in a while, and so I hadn't I didn't realize that I was at one hundred until after I had recorded it. Which oh. is highly disappointing because I I would have announced it. So yeah, so it's a little disappointing. But late announcement, yay! <laughs> so yeah, so I'm glad that you're able to be number 101, and yeah, we're just gonna keep on going from here. Oh, absolutely. And so, and so, first of all, Trace, is there anything else that you would really love to speak about or highlight? Because I've just been so enjoying this conversation, like you know, throughout this and hearing all about your different interests. And I, I love that you've just have so many interests. Yeah. Uh, that probably, you know, like I think, uh, diversity in like your interests, your opinions, like what you do, I'm a very big, like you should tr try everything at least once, um, kind of person. I've got a million hobbies I've started and then never completed. Um, so if you ever want to talk like arts and crafts, that could be a whole podcast episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of my ADHD, but I do, <laughs> I do kind of like to, to sample everything. I feel like it makes, makes a well-rounded person. I so, you know, completely agree. And I know for myself growing up, I had done so many different things that, like, I don't know, like, not saying that I would attribute, like, what I did as, like, a major part of my personality or anything, but I think it so helped me with, like, you know, being well-rounded. Like, I started off, I was, you know, of course, doing stuff, like, with my church. I was doing um, Cubs. I did Cub Scouts for a couple years until the troop disbanded. Um, I did, like, baseball for three years. I did soccer. I did piano for six years. I mean, there's just so much stuff I had done, and and everything, but I think it truly helped, yeah, helped me be where I am today. And again, I wouldn't say like I'm a musician. I wouldn't say I'm an athlete by any means necessary. Definitely like the complete opposite. But, but you know, it nevertheless helped help me like gain an appreciation for you know for each part. And yeah, so many of these skills I at least try to at least moderately keep up with, and just yeah, you know, continue learning and growing. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I recently have been on a, and don't laugh, <laughs> a classical music kick. Um, but it's just one of those things. Like if you, if you're diverse enough, like you can sample a bunch of things and just appreciate the world for what it is, especially like art. I love art. So, you know, noise canceling headphones and some classical music with my eyes closed is really just the way to go. <laughs> That is so interesting to hear. And so, yeah, I mean, but that's just the thing, like being able to enjoy it and keep your options open and, 
you know, you never know where where you might lead to. Yeah, I think people just need to like see things with their like just come into things with no assumptions. Just be like, I'm just here to experience, and then maybe I'll have a good time. That's how uh, I got into classical. I was like, I'm just here to experience something, and then I ended up like so thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> well, that's just so interesting. And fun fact is, uh, a couple of weeks ago, like I don't know, like I had actually become really obsessed with like listening to some of Beethoven. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I have no idea why. I think it may have been like. Uh, what was it? Fur Elise, I think, was in a commercial or something. I was, in, I mean, I was listening to, and you know, that just happened to be on. And then I just went into full research mode into literally like everything Beethoven for some reason. I'm not completely sure why, but I mean, it's nevertheless so interesting. And as a self-proclaimed research enthusiast, I just, I just love hearing about like so many different interests. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean. I'm a I'm a Google deep diver at heart, you know, catch me at 1am Googling like really weird stuff, being like, man, I really hope no one reads my internet history. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, that it's just, it's just great to expand your knowledge. Yeah, definitely. And I love like, I don't know, just taking things from a different approach, seeing things in a different way. Um, really cool whether that's like scientifically when I'm like man how does time work in space or like you know just coming to classical music as a 21 year old <laughs> yeah but you know it's just such it's such a rich interest though so I mean I mean you, you can't go wrong with it true true yeah, but like I said before, I'm just so glad that we were able to have this conversation. And, you know, I'm sure this definitely, you know, won't be our last one. Of course, you are always welcome here on the platform. And this is, yeah, this was just so exciting. Yeah, this was fun. It took us, I'm pretty sure you asked me within like the first week of the semester to be on the podcast. And here we are, the semester's over. <laughs> we finally did it, though. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely finally did it. And yeah, so so yeah, it's overall pretty exciting. And so I guess before I begin closing out, I did have a question for you. And that is, what are you looking forward to most in your, well, I, you're actually taking a summer class, but I'm sure your summer class will actually be over by the time that this releases, but um, or at least close to it. But I guess what are you most looking forward to in your, I guess, summer slash fall classes coming up? Um, mm, interesting. I full on thought you were going to ask me what my plans for summer were. And I was like, oh, I love the beach. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the beach. Um, <laughs> well, what are your summer plans in addition to that? Then? Um, I'm taking a Maymester class. Uh, I'm a research assistant. And then that's it. I'm probably going to work on my thesis. I'll probably spend a lot of time sleeping, relaxing, trying to decompress. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is so good to hear. And so is it hard to believe that there's only like a year left until graduation? Yeah, it is really weird to think that 
like a year from now, I will once again be graduating and once again being like, okay, now what? <laughs> it's, uh, it's surreal, but like, I'm excited. It, it, I mean, it'll be fun at least. Like, we're going to suffer together, but. That's quite true, but at least you'll have friends this time. Yeah, that <laughs> that we're able to see at graduation and actually know somebody at the graduation. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'm actually really excited for our graduation because I'm like, oh, our whole cohort will be there and like, we're all friends and we know each other. <laughs> yeah, that would be just so cool. But yeah, but for anyone who is watching and listening and would like to continue you know, seeing what Trace is up to, is there anywhere that people can find you online? If not, that's quite all right as well. I always wanted to provide you that opportunity, though. Yeah, um, I have, I'll just give out my Instagram because that's the basic one. It's Tracy.Harmer. Super simple. Super simple. Well, I'm glad that you kept it simple for us. And so, yeah, definitely go check out what Tracy's doing for for everyone that's tuning in. And, and yeah, but I want to close, yeah, close us out by allowing the opportunity for you to give lover a you know closing thought words of wisdom favorite quote whatever the case may be the floor is all yours oh lord um try new things <laughs> um would be my thing yeah try new things with an open mind maybe you'll find stuff you enjoy because that's what i found coming to new things i didn't think i would like um and i think it's just made me a well-rounded person and like i don't know Stay in school, maybe, is also probably a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Yeah, I'm just so glad I had you. I mean, from the beginning of the semester when you said that you love podcasts. I mean, how could I not, like, invite you on? <laughs> yeah exactly when i found out you had a podcast i was like i have to be on it i I love podcasts yeah i'm just so glad to have you but for those of you watching and listening until next time have a wonderful day everyone and let's make things happen i'll see you later take care and that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Tansen Talk Show. A big thank you goes out to our sponsor, Descript, for sponsoring this episode. If you're interested in checking out transcription tools, be sure to find our affiliate link for Descript in the description of this episode. Also, if you'd like to check out any of our official merchandise, go ahead and find us at merch.tansenmedia.com. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the Tansen Talk Show on YouTube or anywhere you can find podcasts. Until next time, this has been Brandon, and I'll see y'all later. Take care.